Hey, shalom, shalom, family. Good morning. Welcome back to another episode of the Daily Bread Podcast presented by Living for Yahuwah Ministries. We your hosts here. I'm Dalayahu, here alongside my wife. Chafatiba. Yes, and it's the Daily Bread Podcast where we read the word of Yahuwah daily. So, before we read, we're going to pray, open up our hearts and minds, and get into the word, and then we read in chapter 49 today. But before we read 49, just want to give you guys a little recap, short recap, if you haven't been following along from the beginning, the very first episode. Right now, we at the second to the last chapter of the book of Genesis, so we're about to close this um, amazing book, you know, the book that is... The story of all of all our history, history of all mankind, the only written record, basically of uh, of creation, um, Yahuwah's words, the first peoples who lived, words, their deeds, their actions, and the things that they did to put us in the position we in right now in the earth. And I think that's very important. I always like to point that out that you know no other not religion or philosophy or people have the uh, older written record than the Hebrews. So this is that record, you know, Genesis is just talking about the counter creation to, to Noah and his eight, his family being the eight people that were saved on the ark and all of that, you know, you were destroying the earth. And then what we see from chapter 12 on, even now to the chapter 49, the rest of the book, we talking about Abraham, his family, Abraham, Isaac, or Yatsakot and Jacob, Yaakov. And um, again, they was prom- made promises by Elohim to lead their family, to lead the place of their sojourning, the, the place of their nativity, where they were born. And he told Abraham he would show him a place. And uh, Abraham had to travel, Isaac had to travel, and guess what? Jacob had to travel too. And uh, it's just important to remember as we close this book and we read about what's going on now, it's important to remember that all of the promises these guys were promised they saw some things like they had children abraham was 90 100 years old before he had his first child so that was a blessing of allahim but remember all these men basically died without seeing a promise so they're yet they're left there remains yet a promise to be fulfilled family and i think that's a big deal when you're reading about a book as old as this it's like what's the point why are we reading this today because the promises remain and uh this one that's the main recap because now all is well Yasharal is in Egypt he met he got up with his long lost son and now he about to uh, we're gonna read we're gonna tell his children before they die but that's the recap family just know the book of Genesis about the sheep as it's called in the Abadit very important in uh in the context of the whole scriptures and 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 also in Hebrew history Abadit history but in the history of all mankind this is a very important foundational book that we have read and we had we closing at this moment so just pray you guys continue to tune in thank you for walking with us for reading with us for following us and uh we're gonna pray and then get into chapter 49 almost to the end of the book about the sheep so let's pray stand open our palms spread our hands face the direction of the temple and pray our Father who is in the heavens, permit your name to be set apart. Permit your reign to come. 
Permit your desire to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day. We pray and we ask that you give us this day, today, our daily bread. Sustain us, Yahuwah, as you have been, like only you can. We also pray and ask that you forgive us for our sins and our transgressions against your Torah and against your commands as we forgive our dead Lord. We ask that you allow us not to be led into trial, but save us and deliver us from the wicked one. For yours is the reign, the power, and the esteem, now and forever. These things and more we pray in the name of our Mashiach and Sovereign, Yahusha. Hello, Yahuwah. Hello, Yahuwah. Today, Yahuwah. Today, Yahuwah. You're about to call Yahuwah. You're about to call Yahuwah. Amen. Amen. So, let's tune in. By the sheet, chapter 49. It reads Then Jacob, or Yahakar, or Yasharar, called his sons and said, Gather yourselves together, that I may tell you what will happen to you in days to come. Verse 2 Assemble and listen, O sons of Yahakar. You want to say the last day? Yeah, he said, when I, when I tell you what may happen in days to come, definitely the last day for sure. Which tell us what? It's a prophecy that they won't see you for generations. It's a prophecy. Obviously, the last day is definitely won't see it for a while. But for what I think that tell us, for me, when I read it, the context I get is saying, we know that they're going to be in the last day. The children of Yahshua are going to make it to the last day. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times, I mean, I think Tupac was saying that before. Like, he was saying when his song, in his last album, before he died, he was like, hold your head. Like, hold your head up. They can't take us out. They can't kill us. We done been through this. We done been through this. You know what I'm saying? They done did everything to us. They ain't never take us out. They can't. They ain't. And that's I think that's what he what I get from that. When he said in the last day, mm -hmm. what that's telling you. Other nations we came upon and came across easily. Who would put them on this band? Exterminating people. And people don't try to do that. From Pharaoh, Nebuchadnezzar, Joe Biden, Obama, like they trying to exterminate us hands down. That's the plan. But what he telling us if the prophecy for the last day, then what that means? The twelve tribes gonna be mm -hmm. in the last day, like they don't did we don't did it like Paul said they can never take us out mm -hmm. for real that's what I get from it verse 2 assemble and listen O sons of Jacob listen to Yashara your father Reuben you are my firstborn my might and the first fruits of my strength preeminent in dignity and preeminent in power unstable as water you will not have preeminence because you went up to your father's bed then you defiled it. You went up to my couch. Mm. Whatever he did, that wasn't right. Verse 5. Shamaun. So was it? It gotta be more than just a little peak. No, it wasn't a peak. No, definitely. He defiled the bed. Mm -hmm. Shamaun, Simeon, and Louis are brothers. Weapons of violence are their swords. And remember, these are two. You know, Jacob talking from experience. Them are the two who uh, <laughs> killed. Uh, not Dean and them, but uh, Shakim. Shakim. Mm -hmm. That boy rolled on Shakim by himself. <laughs> Not 12 tribes, couple, three tribes, two tribes. Talk about, talk about OG. Remember OG. He said, Y'all two weapons of violence. <laughs> six. Let my soul come mm -hmm. not into their council. Verse six. Let my soul come not into their council. Oh, my esteem, be not joined to their company. For in their anger they killed men. And in their willfulness, they hamstrung oxen. Cursed be their anger, for it is fierce. In their wrath, for it is cruel. I will divide them 
in Jacob and scattered them in Yeshua. Mm -hmm. Verse 8. Yehuda, your brothers will praise you. Hmm. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons will bow down before you. Yehuda is a lion's cub. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He stooped down. He crouched as a lion and as a lioness. Who dares rouse him? Verse 10. The scepter will not depart from Yehuda, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until tribute comes to him, and to him will be the obedience of the peoples. It's a lot, and it's very significant. And I think that's important, because some things you can say stuff about people, but it ain't, ain't got to be necessarily significant. It ain't got to have great implications. Like, you got a blessed heart. You're going to be sweet and fine all your day. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, people, you could tell people, people talk kind of words all the time, but... Some stuff is like, like with Jacob and Isaac, like he was like, Daddy, you got another blessing? He like, shh, that blessing I gave him. <laughs> shit, <laughs> ain't no more of them love. You know, shit, that boy turned, he started crying. What? Hell no, boy, I can't say that again when I just told him. Like, you know, certain stuff is like heavy implications. Like, no, nah, I just say all his brothers going to serve him. Everybody going to worship him. And they going to bring everything to him. Like, I don't know what to tell you now. Like, <laughs> so some people blessing more important than others. And uh, definitely what he said, the scepter not going to depart from Yehuda, nor the ruler stab from between his feet until tribute come. Or some scriptures say Shiloh come, but I think that's yeah, I Shiloh. Shiloh, but I think tribute makes sense. Because every time you read, I read that, I'm like, what is Shiloh? Mm -hmm. But when it say till tribute come, that's what part made me realize the implications. Like, yo, this man going to not stop being a ruler to everybody pay him until they pay him to tribute come. Mm -hmm. So he the slave of the earth and everybody think they the king. But until tribute comes to the right people, the scepter not going to depart. <laughs> like, until it comes. And I see that's like the end end. Mishiach say, I'm going to put everything in submission to you so that I can be submitting to you and things be all and all and all in one. That's the end end end. Like, to tribute come to the right people we're supposed to come to, that scepter ain't going to depart. Explain to the people what a, what a scepter is. A scepter is a, a rod. Like we said, your rod and his staff come from me. Except is a ruling rod. You say don't, don't you spare the rod. You spoil the child. Mm -hmm. How much more for wicked citizens and uh, people in your government? You know what I'm saying? Rod is what the king rule with, from beating a horse to beating people. I think that's important to understand. Cause people be like, you know, this era of nonviolence and like, you know, diplomatic politics. It's cool. They, they did that. Solomon had peace agreements with people around him. That made sense. But just understanding that people wasn't getting beat. That's false. Women, men, church, everybody. It was just in there. It say a man got up to 40 lashes. Don't do more. That was the command. Not more than 40. Everything wasn't deaf and stoning. Some people got whipped. Yeah. That's the judgment from the judges. You got to take that whipping. And that's what it say. It say when you come to the judges for judgment, Whatever they judge, that's on that's on your hood. And when you come to them, you need to already know. If you don't do whatever they judge, then your curse be on you. Because don't even come for judgment if you ain't finna do it. I say ten lashes, that's what it is. And people that was people's judgment. Obviously Mashiach got whipped. But um it's for discipline, yeah. It's pretty common sense when you understand the context of of what was going on in judgment. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta hit people with they tell you if you got a slave, they don't even talk about how to hit them. Well, not him. It just tell you if you put out his eye, then you gotta let him go free. Or if you maim him, then this is certain. But it don't tell you. It don't even give no regulation to how to beat him. It's just like 
Don't pull his eye out. You know what I'm saying? Don't put him to where he can't work no more. He can't see no more. All right. Don't be too harsh. Don't be too harsh. But again, the fact that it's like it's never existed, it's a false understanding of people ain't ruled like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. They had checks and balances. So, like you said, you was, you was whooped, but you was whooped in the town square. You know what I'm saying? In front of the people. Right. By, by the, you know, the rulers and stuff like that. So, you wasn't, um, it was a, it was a, um, a system. It was a system, a complete system, where everybody had to face judgment. Not just like in our system, not just children, or not just or your husband beat beat the wife. But who beating the husband? Nobody. So it wasn't like that. Uh huh. Yeah. So that's what the rods is for. But for rulers, it's a symbolic rod. The rulers ain't whooping nobody. They give orders to other people to do that. Anyway. Verse 11, binding his foal to the vine and his donkey's coat to the choice vine, he was he has washed his garments in wine and his vesture in the blood of grapes. It's messianic prophecy telling us he's going to come from Yehuda because you, Judah ain't, ain't washed his garments in blood, so we know who's going to do that. His eyes are darker than wine, his teeth whiter than milk. i seen somebody break it down. I think... Hebrew, her her royal roots was talking about that. The white of the milk, like this Yehuda, just everywhere we go, our teeth and our smile white and it's pearly. And I noticed it even being in Africa. Some people's teeth is just like, yeah. Yeah, and we, we first noticed it when we lived in Argentina. In South America. Because, you know, they all got like smokers looking teeth, like they gray. And, and it just, you you know, we be around, our, we grew up around our people, so it was. It was very noticeable when you see people who don't have white teeth. Yeah. And so their teeth was gray and stuff what, like that. Whether they smoked or not. Some people that didn't smoke yeah. maybe look, look like coffee teeth or whatever yeah, it may be. It'd be yellow and their teeth don't look like our teeth. And then we come here and they have stains, brown, brown spots Fluoride stains in Africa. On their teeth. So, um. It's unique for sure. Yeah. It's unique. His eyes are darker than wine. His teeth whiter than milk. Verse 13. Zebulun, Zebulun, will dwell at the sea, at the shore of the sea. He will become a haven for ships, and his border will be at Sidon. Right, you see, that's a simple prayer. That wasn't like Yehuda. That was like, okay, you're going to be you're gonna be a seaman. Verse 14, Yassakar is a strong donkey, crouching between the sheepfolds. He saw that a resting place was good, and that the land was pleasant, so he bowed his shoulder to bear. And became a servant at forced labor. Mm. I think a lot of this stuff is still um, mystery, especially in these days and time. Like, who's everyone? Say he gonna, you gotta just look at it. <laughs> say he gonna be by the shore, hating for ships, and his boy gonna be at Sidon. So you look around Sidon, that don't mean necessarily whoever the people are now is them, but they may be mixed in with them people, or they may be in them areas. It's a car. It sound like Mexican, like you saying. It sound like, like you said, he saw a resting place was good, that the land was pleasant. He bowed his shoulder to bear, became a servant of forced labor. Like, we know some people that, that's a whole nation that represent a whole nation of people, basically. Like, it's identified as there, but yeah, it's kind of a mystery, but you just gotta look, see if the pieces fit, some people. But either way, it's still, for me, um, I ain't gonna say irrelevant, but it's like not the most important thing because no matter who we are this day, if you damn you, it's a car, it don't matter. 
you need to believe in Mashiach can keep these commandments. If you're not one of the 12 tribes, you need to believe in Mashiach can keep these commandments. So that's the thing I like to think about because that, that 12 tribe chart that came out, again, ain't nothing wrong with trying, but the, the forces that say you this and you that, you, you can't really know, you can't really tell people, and I ain't believing that chart. So it's like, so what we what do we go, what do we do? Do we got to try, try to figure out again or what's the relevance of it really today? Relevance, each man, like you say, if you, Mashiach said, if you believe in him, understand his way, you like Abraham, sure, and you, you got to see the, the promise of Abraham. So things like that, it's overarchingly, overarch the, the basis of a tribe now, because especially we scattered and we don't have no temple, no homeland, so it's like, it's, it kind of placed the relevance a little bit lower, but the point is these people still exist. I'm sure you who would know who his people is, and this prophecy, not for nothing. He's <laughs> telling us this for a reason. And plus, I think like a lot of us is um, mixed or is Judah. You know what I'm saying? Like they put like a lot of people in the Caribbean and stuff like that. Like these ones is this tribe, these ones this tribe, but we all came, was, from, came from Judah. Like, yeah, exactly. That's why the chart the chart is false, but mm -hmm. don't mean that the characteristics is giving us about these other nations not true but they just not all in the spot that these people saying they in mm -hmm. ah yes it's a big deal so it's that chapter right here so verse 15 was telling us that Yasakar is going to be a servant and doing forced labor verse 16 Dan will judge his people as one of the tribes of Yashua is somebody still doing that's still going to be somebody Dan still out there then will be a serpent in the way, a viper by the path that bites the horse's heel, so that his rider falls backwards. Mm. So, like you're saying, Dan was one of the toward northern tribe, one of the uppermost tribes. So they were close to the European more, and uh, you know they went to the Yashara went to slavery before Mashiach came. Before mm -hmm. we went to slavery and um, to Babylonian captivity, the twelve other ten tribes was already. Mixed by uh, the king of Assyria, taken from the land, he put other people in the land. So Dan been already watered down, to so to speak. You can't say they was gone because when Mashiach did come, he went around that Galilee area and he found people obviously from all each of the twelve tribe. Mm -hmm. But it's not surprising anyway. Say they're gonna be snake, a serpent, viper in the way, and they're gonna be like one of the more deceitful, untrustworthy, unreliable tribes, so to speak. It's not a surprise either that that would happen before Mashiach came already. Mm. But it's all this stuff is important to understand in context. Can you imagine getting this prophecy mm. told to you by your daddy? How you feel? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. what? What? What's going to happen? Yeah. Just know them old people keep it real. I wait for your salvation, or you who? Like you finna be a Judas? Like huh? Me? My kids? My kids. Your kids. First 19. Raiders or troops will raid Gad, but their raid but he will raid at their heels. Interesting. Verse twenty. So that's all he said about Gad. A troop will overcome him, but he shall overcome at the last. Whatever that means, but that's Gad prophecy like short and sweet. He shall overcome at the last and it's a prophecy at the last day, so that's something to look for. Of course. All these things. We still looking for all these tribes and all these fulfillments. Asher's food will be rich. That's what Ashar means. And he will yield royal delicacies. That's that's Ashar right there, mean rich mm -hmm. in the tent. Uh oh, where Asher at? We need some money. Naphtali is a doe let loose that bears beautiful fawns. Yehusuf, Yehusuf what? Yehusuf is a fruitful bow 
a fruitful bow by the spring. His branches run over the wall. Or Joseph is a wild donkey, a wild donkey beside the spring, his wild coats beside the wall. Say donkey or fruitful bow. Um, so, but the whole point is, Joseph is, Yahuwah has enlarged. Yahuwah has enlarged, so he's like, fruitful bow, whatever, it's gonna, it's gonna be big. That's the name? Yeah. Mm, I need me a Joseph. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ready to raid, food be rich. Yeah, so, 23. Archers bitterly attacked him, shot at him, and harassed him severely. Yet his bow remained unmoved. His arms were made agile by the hands of the mighty one from Jacob. From there is the shepherd, the stone of Yasharal. Very interesting. Verse 25, by the Elohim of your father who will help you, by the Almighty who will baroque you, or bless you with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that crouches beneath, blessings of the breast and of the womb. The blessings of your father are mighty beyond the blessings of my parents, up to the bounties of the everlasting hills. May they be on the head of Yahushua. And what? On the brow of him who was set apart from his brothers. That's a big blessing. When you set apart from your brothers, you leave your country. All of what I say about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, what they did. And then Yehusuf, it's a big blessing. Now, I was referring to this before, a couple chapters before when I was mentioning this. But it's, it's a very important blessing. So it's like you can't forget it. One second. Yeah, okay, verse 27. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. In the morning, dividing the prey, and at evening, dividing the spoil. All these are the twelve tribes of Yashara. This is what their father said to them as he broke them by the car, each with the by the car suitable to him. Blessing each with the blessing suitable to him. Then he commanded them and said to them, I am going to be guided to my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Afran the Hittite, in the cave that is in the field at Machpelah, to the east of Mamre, in the land of Canaan, which Abraham brought with the field from Afran the Hittite to possess as a burying place. There they buried Abraham and Shadi, his wife, Shadah, his wife. There they buried Yitzhak, Yitz, Isaac, and Rebekah, his wife. And there I buried Leah. The field and the cave that is in it were bought from the Hittites. So that's crazy. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are all going to be buried in the same place. For real. Talk about a promise. When Jacob finished commanding his sons, he drew up his feet into the bed and breathed his last and was gathered to his people. Hmm. Man. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. A, you know, that's the best way to die, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is the, if you had to pick a way to die, like, that's the way to die. Just, just take a last breath. All your sons around you, you gave them the command, what you want them to do. Ain't no will and testament. Not to say that they ain't have written documents in these days, but you tell them exactly, not even more about what you want them to have, but what their spiritual destiny is, you know. So you could tell them straight, you know, you could bless their sons. This, that, and the third. That is, um, 
it's a it's truly a blessing. It's mm-hmm. a real blessing. Yeah, and we see it as a um see that pattern. And people start they, they know they finna go, they start gathering that family together. You got to. Y'all come close, let me say my last little words before I leave. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. And it's been a blessing. So it just shows us we learn something every day. Even how to close out the chapter, how to close out the book, how to close out life, right? It's the close out, man. But um been very interesting. Again, thank you guys for walking with us. Thank you guys for reading with us. Um be sure to become a follower of the podcast, get notifications when we drop, uh, follow us on social media, interact with us. Most importantly, engage with the podcast. Answer the question. What did you think about the episode? Uh, this, have you ever experienced this, this type of blessing before death or thing like that? These things we're interested to find out. So be sure to interact with us in the question and answer. Let us know what you think about the episode, how we can improve. Anything that was noteworthy to you, share with us. So until the next episode, to the next chapter, guys. Shalom. Shalom.